Welcome to the eighth episode of the Art of You podcast. Today, I welcome fitness professional, Courtney Ustricki. She focuses on teaching women the empowerment of strength training and the importance of fueling the body and mind with quality nutrition and information for success. In this episode, we discuss Courtney's habits, methods, and strategies for growing her brand, her community, and how she took the leap of faith, becoming an entrepreneur, and what it takes to show up every day. I hope you enjoy this episode. Courtney Ustricki, huge um, influencer in the fitness space, very, very successful fitness coach, nutritionist. Courtney, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It uh, means the world that you made time. Thank you, Jimmy. Honestly, like I'm so excited. I I don't know if I'd like said this on social media recently or something, but I used to like almost dread doing podcast interviews. And I don't know why, like I would get in, invited to go do one and be like, ah, I don't really want to do it. And now I'm just like, I love it so much. I'm so honored and so grateful that like, not only you just want to talk to me, but like you want to share my thoughts and my story and my experience and everything with all of your fans and followers. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on today. Absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, I think uh, podcasts and having conversations and discussions like this is a uh, great opportunity for growth. And uh, I think it's going to provide a lot of, um, you know, good information and value to everybody listening. Uh, so Courtney, why don't you give us a brief intro? Uh, where are you from? And how did you originally get into fitness? I am from Canada. I'm currently living in Mexico, which I'm sure we're going to get into it um, later on. Yes. Um, I'm close to like the Toronto area. So in the GTA, how I got into fitness, honestly, it was just a passion for me. I was kind of active I won't go like too too in depth into this so we could spend like the whole hour talking about this <laughs> I, was, I was kind of into I'm gonna say sports and activities when I was younger not really overly competitive um I played some like high school and college sports rugby football badminton um which don't seem to go together at all. <laughs> no. um, and then getting into college the typical freshman 15 which was like the freshman 20 was going to the gym, but not properly at all. And it just kind of, honestly, it was like a snowball effect. It was a passion of mine. I started getting into it, learning more, reading the magazines more and more. And basically it was just a passion of mine. I loved going into the gym. And then in very short terms, I was presented the opportunity to be a personal trainer. I was actually a graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. I was designing uniforms for sports apparel companies. And basically one day, like literally at the gym, one day the gym manager came up to me and said, I've been watching you. I know what you're doing. You look like you know what you're doing. Um, do you want to be a trainer? And in very short terms, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and the kind of one from there. There must've been a transition for you where you had these different activities that you really liked. You know, you needed to identify like your wants versus your needs. And I know that you really talk about that um, a lot, you know, through your podcasts and different content. Like, what, is, what does that mean to you? Like your wants versus needs? How did that kind of uh, contribute to your transition? 
I honestly feel like at that point in my life, because that was six years ago now, I think if we're uh, actually, it's probably like very close to the day, um, the end of December, which is actually really cool. Um, but wants versus needs back then is not how I envision it. Now I have grown. Oh my gosh. I've gone through like 800 different lives (laughs) in those (laughs) last six years, but like understanding wants versus needs, it's important to understand like where your focus is, where your goals are, and then where opportunities versus distractions are. I think a lot of times we often get caught up and be like, oh, it's an opportunity, it's an opportunity. And we feel like we need to jump on all these things and always say yes, but we have to differentiate or understand that sometimes an opportunity could actually just be a distraction. Um, So for me at that turning point, when I was basically presented the opportunity to be a trainer, I took it as an opportunity. It was a want versus a need. Like I had a phenomenal job with benefits. I had great pay. I had salary. Like everything was like really good. Um, I had room to grow in the business. I was locked in. Like it was, it was a great position. And for me to like take the risk, I, I said, you know what, like, what do I have to lose? I do have like a fallback option. I could be a graphic designer if it doesn't work out. Um, But to me, like understanding the difference of wants versus needs, even now, it helps me to get clear on what I want to achieve, to see where I am, what's happening in my life, like in the season that I'm in, and then how I can continue to progress or pivot if needed. One of your biggest pet peeves is uh, people talking about everything that they're going to do, but not following through. How has this been a guiding principle for you and your brand? And How did you embody this when you first started? Like, how did you get that going? I'm like triggered just like by you repeating that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh no, I don't want those kind of people. Um, And I feel like because it is the end of December right now, as we're recording this, um, a lot of New Year's resolutions are happening and people are saying, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a huge pet peeve for me. And I used to be that person. I used to set all the goals and say, I'm going to do all these things and it never happens or it never follows through. Like to some extent, we all say that whether we plan it or not, and some things don't always follow through. Um, but this mindset and like the pet peeve, it's helped my clients, um, like in terms of my brand, it's helped my clients to better understand the expectations. And as my business has grown, so of my standards in what I require, not just of myself, but with my clients as well. And I don't accept anyone. Um, and I know it can sound very like snooty or privileged or however you want to say, it. like, I'm kind of no, not at all. saying like, oh, I don't want to work with you. Um, but I totally believe that there needs to be a certain kind of like connection and we have to align with our thoughts and beliefs and we want to make sure that we're a good fit for each other. Otherwise, we're both wasting like all of our resources, our time, our money, our energy. So I, and again, like that doesn't just have to deal with my clients, but that goes with anyone in life. Like I'm very aware, I'd say almost like hyper aware of how I spend my energy with my people, with, with people and just talking to people on a daily basis and then saying things and not following through. I feel like when people meet me, and I say like, oh, I'm a nutrition coach or I'm an athlete or whatever the case is, then they feel like they have to justify like, oh, I want to work out. 
oh, I want to do this. Oh, I'm trying to eat healthy. And I, that again is like a pet peeve to me because it's like them saying all this stuff and then not following through with their word. So it's, it's helped guide my brand and it's helped guided me as a person, just kind of like going through life, knowing where to spend my energy, what kind of people to focus on and what kind of people to kind of distance myself from. When you transition from being a graphic designer to, hey, I'm going to commit to this brand of, you know, online fitness coach, on, online content creator, providing value for people online to improve their lives through fitness and contribution that it makes to their mental clarity. Like when you made that shift and you kind of pulled away maybe from different circles that you used to be in before, how did that contribute to your clarity on a day-to-day basis to make this brand a reality? Yeah. Um, I actually, I feel, I feel like almost every conversation, every topic now, like in every day-to-day life, I'm like, I have a podcast about that. I have a, I have a blog about that. I do actually (laughs) have a podcast. Um, I don't know if you've heard that one talking about how I did, um, kind of lose a lot of my friends as I did make that big transition, because at that point, it was also probably about a one-year time span when I used to be a crazy wild party animal, like, that shit crazy, basically. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped doing that, when I got into fitness and nutrition and started prioritizing my health, um, I did pull away from a lot of my friends in high school and even in college. And that did contribute to like my mental clarity and my approach with my goals. But at that time, I was definitely still like unclear of what my goals were. And they definitely aren't what they are now. And that's fine because we all evolve and we all change. But I just knew at that point that I needed to choose. And it was basically choosing my friends, choosing that lifestyle or choosing this new opportunity, this new road, maybe even choosing myself. I honestly can't remember how that looked for me. Um, But at that point, when I did kind of pull away from those friends and that kind of lifestyle, I guess it was heart wrenching. And honestly, like when I recorded that podcast talking about it, like it still triggered a lot of emotions and thoughts because it was a very pivotal point in my life. Um, But I absolutely don't regret the choice. I know that it was very hard, but it was something that I needed to do in order for me to get more clear on what I want. And then eventually it helped me to be a lot more clear on, on my goals and then growing my brand as well really relate to that because everybody has some sort of goal or um, something they're passionate about that they really want to go for, but they might be hesitant because of, you know, what family and friends want to do. And for me, like going into this career, like full-time music and as a DJ, like I had very different levels of support and a lot of people said, Hey man, there's no way you can ever you know, make that a full-time job and like, really like, um, I've been able to, how has like the support from the people that knew Courtney before this, um, changed from, you know, when you first started to now? Gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. I honestly still feel like a lot of people, not that they don't support me, but they just don't understand it. Like being an entrepreneur, doing, basically like in very short and simple terms, like people pay me to exercise. People pay me to like tell them how to eat. And especially like older generations, like even our parents, our grandparents, like 
they don't get it. They're like, well, that's absolutely ridiculous. And they don't, they don't understand it. And that's usually why they aren't supportive. So it's not that they're not supportive in like a degrading or rude kind of way. It's because they just like, honestly don't get it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been challenging, but over the years, I've just really learned to develop like a tough skin and my, I have this mantra, I cannot remember when I created it, but this was probably about four years ago. And I say it like at least three times a week. And it's just, I know my truth and that's my power. Mm. And I like repeat that to myself whenever I'm feeling doubtful or whenever someone else is saying something about me. I'm sure you've seen like the silly comments and posts that I get sometimes on Instagram. And I just have to laugh about it because I know what I'm doing is right. And whether it's posting something on social media or growing my brand or going in a certain direction or choosing to get rid of all my friends and changing like this crazy lifestyle to do something completely different. It's I, I, I know what feels good inside of me. And I know that like, I listen to my gut. If, if I'm being pulled in a certain direction, whether it's from the universe or from my faith or whatever it is, if I have that feeling of like, this is what I need to do. I just lean into that. And it's been very challenging and I kind of get better as like the months and years go on, like really leaning into like those gut feelings and the signs, because we all, we all just don't know how to make changes. And for me, it's like lean, lean into what feels good, what feels good to Mm. you, because there's a reason why you're being pulled in that direction. You struck a chord there with me, Courtney. That is awesome. Um, I could not agree more. Like there, there's a reason why you get really excited about fitness because it, it makes you feel good. It, it creates momentum for other parts of your life. And you're able to add value and help people. Right. So something that I admire about you and your brand is like, you're showing up every day. You're like a content machine, putting stories up to keep people posted about what you're doing and what you're up to. From my point of view, it's kind of like, Hey, Courtney's getting after it this morning. She got her workout and it's reminding me, man, like what am I doing today contributing to that identity that I want to achieve? Something that fascinates me is like, how are you able to keep this machine going for lack of a better term? And then what are like the systems and daily habits and rituals that you do so that you're able to consistently create content, hit your workouts hard, be there for your clients? Like there's a lot there. So Can you kind of share like what some of your systems and rituals are? I'm going to tell you my secret. And it's one simple word that keeps me going, keeps me fueled. And it's tacos. (laughs) Okay. Not what I expected. (laughs) I was going to say, were you expecting that at some point? What kind of tacos? Um, You know this. uh, We'll get into this. Um, Tacos (laughs) Alcazar, where it's like the, um, you know, like shawarmas, where it's like the meat on the skewer and then you get the pineapple kind of thing. Of course. Alcazar the best thing ever but (laughs) seriously um lifestyle lifestyle energy fueled by tacos um i am an incredibly organized person and it's funny so i'm gonna i'll be honest like we started recording this like 9 30 in the morning this episode and at this point technically today's like my day off so i don't have client check-ins to do but i already like I already did meal prep. I made a reels video about it. I went for a walk. I did some emails. Like I've done tons of stuff in the morning. I'm very, very organized um, how I spend my time. And I think that's happened over the years as being an entrepreneur that 
I'm sure like a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening to this can kind of understand you get into that mindset of like every hour I'm awake, I could be making money. And you're like, how can I maximize my time? How can I do more if I'm doing, um, if I'm doing an exercise, let's just say like for my example, if I'm doing a workout or something, um, and this is a really important exercise, can I hit like the quick record button and like plan some content around it? So I am very organized. I have a planner that I keep open um, all the time, all day, every day. I'm always writing in it, checking things off. I love the feeling of just like that simple little check mark. So the more I can be organized and stay on track, the better I can feel. And then I look at it at the end of the week and I'm like, look at all these awesome things that I did get done. Um, I like to prioritize my energy, my time, my money. Um, I'm very, I'm going to say very smart from my own learning experiences, seeing Mm. what works and what doesn't work. So I do have like a really good um, routine in place, of course, if I'm so organized. So my morning routine is like, I wake up and the very first thing I do is make my bed. I check the morning off as a win, um, which I totally love doing that. I'll even though I work from home and I don't have to go very far, I can like see my bed from where I'm sitting right now, which is my office and my kitchen and my home gym. Sometimes it's a very small studio that I'm in, but I will like get dressed. I'll get organized. Um, I do mobility in the morning just because I know that I sit a lot during the day. I will do some kind of daily journaling, which it could just be writing something that I'm grateful for or something really good that happened yesterday or how I'm feeling, just write down like at least a sentence um, and just kind of helps my set my intentions for the day. I drink some water first thing in the morning and then I get right down to work. And then I think like an evening routine kind of going to bed is very important too. So I make sure that I log off my computer by about eight o'clock because I know that I need like a couple hours to wind down before kind of turning the screens off and stuff and just kind of get my head my head and my body just kind of super, super relaxed. When, when it comes down to it, like you're not leaving any, anything up to chance. You're designing every aspect of your life to contribute to be there and facilitate great content and be there for your clients and your followers. Hey, here's all this work outside of the gym. People see you working out all this planning and preparation, like the meal prep, eating these meals, being in bed at a certain time so that you get that proper sleep. Like, what do you say to people that allude to or kind of like make the excuse that they're not able to great, you know, get a great physique because of uh, genetics or that person's in really good shape, like just because of genetics? Like, what do you have to say to those people? Because that's something that really rubs me the wrong way when I see someone like you, like there's so much more to it than just going out there and throwing some weights around. Yeah, I totally believe that, like, if you really want to do something, you'll make it a priority. I absolutely believe that. And we all have the same hours in the day. And I'm not saying that like my lifestyle is the same as a like single mom with four kids. Like absolutely not. I don't even have a dog or a pet or anything. So like my whole life is me. It's just, I do whatever I want. Um, So I do have, I'm going to say the upper hand in terms of that, but it's, if you really want something to make, if you really want to make something happen, no matter what, you'll make it a priority and you will figure out a way to absolutely get it. Um, yes, genetics do play a huge role, but it's lifestyle. I wouldn't say it's 50, 50, but I'd say it's pretty darn close to yes. Half of it is your genetics, but half of it is your lifestyle. I was never, 
big into sports. Like I said, I wasn't a power lifter before. I didn't always like working out. I was like 40 pounds heavier than what I am now. Um, and yes, some of that is genetics, but it's also lifestyle. So I feel like a lot of people, um, they, they don't understand that it comes down to one is understanding. They don't understand that it is so much more than just working out so much more than just eating well or doing meal plan or whatever it is. It's healthy habits. It's not just the working out and eating well. It's how you sleep. It's how you hydrate. It's the words that you put into your, into your mind and the things that you say out loud. It's how you connect with people. It's how you spend your time. It's like, it's everything. Um, and then it's consistency. Those three things are like so important that a lot of people really don't get. So even if you have the worst genetics in the world, whatever that means or whatever that looks like to somebody, um, you can make changes if you understand how to do it, if you have the healthy habits in place, and if you have the consistency to know that it's not going to be a 16 week or a 30 day transformation, like all those things. And whoever sees those for like new years, or you're going to start a new diet or whatever, like just no. No. <laughs> so something that, I, and you just mentioned powerlifting, Courtney. Um, I feel like there's such, a, there's different motivations for why people get into fitness, right? To look good and different things. But I feel like there's a different um, mental energy or different motivations that make someone want to be a powerlifter. Um, can you talk about like that motivation and where your passion for powerlifting comes from? Um, I feel like it's a whole different level of mental toughness required. Yeah, I love it. And it's so funny because like, if you look at me, I am like the last thing you would guess is that I'm a power lifter. I do not have, I'm going to, I do not have the genetic structure or the ability to be a beneficial power lifter. How I am for my height, I have a huge disadvantage for it. My weight is very low for a powerlifter for my height. So when I compete, I don't do well against the other girls that I compete with. And that's cool, but I love it so much and I still do it anyway. So again, it is not, even though my genetics don't work in my favor, it is my lifestyle and I totally love it. And the reason why I got into it, um, so oh, when was it? It was probably like, it all seemed to like happen around this time. So probably about four or five years ago, uh, my boyfriend at the time, he was a weightlifter. So he competed with the clean and jerk and the snatch movements. I tried it. I sucked at it. I hated it. I hated it because I sucked at it. <laughs> and, but I wanted to do something else. And at that time I was learning about flexible dieting, which is how I coach my clients with nutrition. Um, I was learning from Lane Norton. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's like a phenomenal resource. And he was talking a lot about powerlifting. And I saw some of his clients that he was working with, some of the females, and I was like, okay, that would kind of be cool. So I did one of his like online free programs and kind of stuck with it. And I was like, all right, that's fine. And I feel like with most people, we all kind of like jump around. We try something for a couple of weeks. We don't really see results and we jump on to the next thing. So I was like, okay, Guilty. I'm going to commit. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to see what it was. And I think it was around like November-ish. Um, that month in the year where I said I was going to do powerlifting, I stuck to it for about two months. 
And then I said, for the, the coming year, I'm going to make a goal. I'm going to do two powerlifting competitions in the year. And that was like, that is something for me to just stick towards and to work on. And I can watch myself progress. And at that time, I didn't, I had no envision or thought or vision or anything of what powerlifting would mean to me and how empowering it was. It was something that I wanted to do that would take away from what my body just looked like. And I think that's incredibly powerful for women. And that's kind of how I teach my clients. And it's, yes, we do work on strength training, but it's like, of course we want, everybody wants to look good, everybody. And to say that like, you want to have abs or you want to have like defined muscles, like there's nothing wrong with that at all. But to be able to understand what your body is capable of and what your body can do, I feel like with powerlifting or similar with strength training, you can really measure that and see that. So I totally believe that there is a different kind of mental toughness with powerlifting in that you, um, you are going to be challenged. Your mindset is going to be challenged. Um, there is going to be days where you have to go in and you're like, I have to hit this number and the bar or just a warm up weight feels incredibly tough. And it's like, you want to do it. This is how you, this is how you progress, right? It's not always pushing through when you don't feel good, but a lot of it is, a lot of it is mindset. Um, and for me, just like, if I could kind of, I guess, list off some points is that like, it's incredibly empowering for me. I absolutely love the feeling of being strong. I love the feeling of like hitting a new record. It builds my confidence. It has made me more confident in my body, in my mind, in my coaching abilities, in my communication relationships. It's challenged my mind. It's challenged me to do something I didn't think I was capable of doing. It's provided my workouts with purpose, which I think was like, that was like kind of the main reason why I wanted to do it. It's helped me to measure progress in the gym, which is phenomenal. It gets me specific on my goals in terms of like my strength training and my workouts. Um, it proves to me that I'm capable. It's not proving to anybody else. Like I said, I do not have a advantage when I compete with powerlifting, but it proves myself to me. And honestly, it's just really friggin' cool. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, the community is absolutely phenomenal. And I, it, it, I can't, I don't know. I feel like I can't, even though I just described it, I feel like I can't describe it until you actually go watch a powerlifting competition and you like really get a feel for that energy or you actually do a competition yourself. It sounds like you go to an entire different place mentally when you're doing powerlifting. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Like why I just finished, um, a strength competition a couple of weeks ago and the few weeks leading into that, I go into the gym headphones on like focus. A couple of people came up to me and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm focused. Like, don't, <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm in my zone. And they're like, okay, just want to make sure you're okay. Something I have to say is like, I, it was so cool hearing you and seeing you light up as you talk about powerlifting. Like I feel like that, you know, there's so much depth and you're so unique in like your captions and the, every time you post, you're, you're sharing value with everybody. Like if you go read Courtney's captions on Instagram, each one is going to make you better in some way. If you, you know, implement that to your, your daily schedule and who you are, or your mindset, 
there's so much more to um, this brand and Courtney's brand too than just fitness. Like there's a such a mental aspect to it. I recently posted something on my Instagram, like asking my followers, hey, what's the most important book that you've ever read? Courtney and I have been chatting a little bit about a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. How has this book, you know, shaped your approach to live in the moment and kind of focus on the task at hand more? Mm, I love that book. Every time I see it, I I get um, like taken down memory lane from like, I can vividly remember reading through that book. And that had to, that was three and a half years ago, which is crazy. Um, the biggest takeaway for me with that book, um, if you haven't read it, please go read it, download it, however you get it. I don't know if you do audio, but just go read it. Um, the biggest thing for me from that book, it was something along the lines of like learning to be okay with yourself and that being alone isn't the same as being lonely. And I totally, it's like the whole thing, like you can't love yourself. How can you expect others to love you? Happiness comes from within. And that book or part of that book really, really resonated with me. And that was kind of like the click or the aha moment that I needed. So I, I read it when I was in Dominican for five weeks. So a quick little background as I was a personal trainer, I quit the, um, the graphic design. I became the personal trainer. And then eventually I shifted my way to living in Mexico because I was working completely online and I was traveling a little bit. And between Canada and Mexico, I was in Dominican and I was there for five weeks. And that's when I read the book. And those five weeks, I was honest to God, I was alone. There was like nobody there. I talked to literally a handful of people in that entire time. One of them was like the security guy and he did not speak a single word of English. And I was using Google Translate the whole time. So like I, I disconnected hard. Like I was doing my business. I was doing everything online, but there's nobody around me. And I was so alone, but I wasn't lonely. And that, that was like incredibly powerful to me. And it helped me to get clear on what I wanted my life to be like how I wanted to live, how I wanted to grow my business. So that book has been like incredibly, incredibly powerful for me um, in order to understand just my entire lifestyle. This might be a stretch, but I'm going to ask you a question that I just kind of thought of right now on the cuff. Like this book, The Power of Now, it really talks about like, okay, like if you're worrying about the past or the future, there's no way that you can you know, accomplish like, pre like true presence in the moment. So true presence in the moment when you're working now and you're in the gym has the power of now and your focus of thinking only about one thing going on, not what you have to do later, but what's going on right now in the gym. Has that contributed to your ability to develop like a better mind muscle connection at all? Yeah. You know what? It absolutely has. I'm going to give you a little check mark for that one. That was, that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like when I'm in the gym, that is my time and nothing else matters. And I literally take everything like set by set, rep by rep. Like it's literally one after the other. Um, there's no point. Like I do, I'm very organized with my programming. I have like the whole workout routine. I know what I'm doing when I go into the gym, but it's literally just like one thing. Okay, the set, I have 10 reps focusing on that literally nothing else matters my phone doesn't matter my clients don't matter at that point like nothing nothing else matters and I'm so focused and 
I don't care if people are around me or there's distractions. Like I have learned, and I don't know if it's from powerlifting or if it's from the book or whatever it is, but it, it, it totally, like, I am so in the zone with my reps and my sets and not, yeah, nothing else matters. And when I can tune out literally everything else, it's me, like my mind and my muscles. That's all that I'm doing. I'm like stimulating that and kind of like going off on a little tangent quickly. Like when I do my powerlifting, my competitions, I am so in my zone that I don't hear, see, or recognize anything else other than hearing the judge's commands. And mm. he says squat. And that is the only thing. It can be a room of screaming people. It can be freezing cold. There could be like a fan blowing in my face. It could be like big guys, like dripping sweat on me. Like nothing else matters. It's just like me and the bar and the judge. And I get so laser focused and I don't know how i developed that I don't know if it's from the book I don't know how because like I am in very easily distracted person can you describe how it feels when you complete a lift where everybody's watching you know like you just said the judge says go you, you know you start and you complete that lift what what do you feel after that can you describe that I can't it's like I had a feeling it'd be tough it's like this empowering, like, oh my God, I can't believe I did it. All of the work that I've put in has been worth it. Like there's, um, there's been a few like all time records that I like personal records that I've hit in competitions. And one yeah. of them was like, you know, it was like a 310 pound deadlift. And for me, like that's, all, that's like two and two, over two and a half times my body weight. Like yeah. that's insane. So like the moment, insane. the moment that happened, I actually have like videos about it and I, I rewatched them recently and just seeing like the emotion and expression on my face. Like, I feel like I could tear up right now because it's so, <laughs> like, it's such like an, Oh my God, that actually happened. All of the hard work, all of the hours and hours of meal prep and planning and organization and mobility and stretching and training and setbacks and burnouts and breakthroughs. It's all worth it because of that moment. And as I've gone through those powerlifting meets and I've gone through those competitions and through those breakthroughs, I've learned that yes, there are going to be long periods of suck, but those like small moments of like, oh my God, I actually did it is so worth it. So Courtney, you seem like such a positive person. Um, you know, the book mentions like all negativity is resistance. Like, have you always been this positive or has that, has your positivity, your positive mindset grown over the last couple of years? It's definitely grown and living here in Mexico has changed my perspective on the entire world a lot, let alone from everything that happened this year. Um, no, I haven't always been a positive person, but I know, I feel like there has definitely been moments, seasons in my life where I've had like, oh my God, this is happening to me. My life sucks. Like there have been very, very traumatic experiences in my life um, where I haven't wanted to live. And it sucks saying that, it sucks bringing that up, but it, it's true. There have been definitely some like incredibly challenging moments. Um, 
Living here has helped change my perspective on how I connect with people, how I see things, how much like privilege we have, like living in Canada, I call it North America, but in Canada and USA, how much stuff we have that we take for granted and don't appreciate. Um, and just like being able to live here, wake up in the morning with like palm trees and sunshine and warmth and I know that I could be living back in Canada right now. It's really, really cold and there's lockdown happening and stuff. And I'm like, I have so much to be grateful for. What the hell am I complaining about? Like I have a phenomenal job. I have a bank account. I have clean clothes. I have running water. Like there are so many things, even the people that live beside me don't have. So for me to, for me to complain, I think is very rude and selfish. And it's, I think it just, it does myself a disservice because even though, yes, I have been born into a lot of this stuff, like just being able to do a lot of things as a culture, as a community, um, I feel like I have worked very hard to get to where I am. So for me to start complaining about things, I just feel like it's a waste of time and energy and all the effort that I've put in. Where do you see people fail um, most commonly in the fitness industry when it comes to achieving their goals? Blaming themselves or using excuses or saying it's too hard, I can't do it. Um, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> um, but I, I see them fail because, and also they don't give themselves enough time. Like I said, like when I committed to powerlifting, it, I said like for this year, I want to do two competitions and there's a lot of prep work that goes into it. And it's a lifestyle. Um, people expect results overnight. They expect results yesterday. They expect things to happen very quickly. We know if you've seen me on social media that I literally dedicate my life to everything I do. I go all in. If I want to do like competitions or workouts, like it's not just that one hour in the day. It's, it's everything else. It's a lifestyle change. And for us to expect results immediately, like when women are like, oh, I, I want to gain this muscle. I want to lose this weight. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take six months probably because there's a lot of other things going on in your lifestyle that we do have to account for. So I think it's just like a lot of people fail because they are not realistic with their goals. They don't understand that it does take a very long time and a lot of discipline and a lot of consistency. I find that a lot in my industry too. And I think it's social media is a lot to blame for it. People see all the successes and, you know, they don't, they don't see all the years of the grind or, you know, the extra hours that you're putting in. Right. You know, tell me about, uh, Courtney, your, your connection with your clients. Um, tell me about how that's developed over time and, you know, some of the uh, successes that you're, you know, most proud to share? Mm, I feel like my clients and I, like, we're like soul sisters. Like, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get like super woo woo right now. I feel like I have such a good connection. So I have a very small roster right now. It's, uh, I think about like 26 or 28 athletes. It's all females. Wow. And I love that so much. It's just kind of I am a woman. I understand women. I get it. It's easier for me to coach women and I connect with, connect with them a lot better, but we have like this phenomenal connection. We are, I'm so personal with my clients. 
they've opened up to me. I've cried in front of them. Um, it's so, and I think it's so important to have such a really good connection because like, it is so much more, as we mentioned, like it is so much more than just like exercise routines and like delicious food points. Like I'm trying to change their lifestyle. I'm trying to make everything better. So like, I want to be in their mind, their body, their thoughts. Like I want to know them so much. And when that happens, like, yeah, you do get very personal and the emotions do come out and the tears and the laughter and the personal stories. Like I've had clients that have told me things that they haven't told their husbands before. Mm. Like, okay, this is very personal. And to me, it's not like an, oh my God, why are you telling me this? It's, I can't believe you're opening up to me. Thank you. Because like, when you open up your soul and like expose yourself to somebody, especially somebody that you've never met or just know from like social media, because yeah, social media is a highlight reel and you only see what people want you to see, right. Or what they want to show you. So for, for people to open up to me and for my clients to open up to me, it, it really means the world to me. And I do take it very, very seriously. Um, but the connection that I have with my clients is so, so incredibly deep. I'm so grateful for it compared to other people, you know, in your industry, I think that you're very vulnerable publicly on your social media between IG story, um, your posts, like you, you mentioned like, Hey, like I wasn't feeling it today. Like that's part of the deal, but I still got it done anyways. Can you talk about, you know, maybe became more vulnerable as this brand grew? I feel like the more vulnerable I get and the more I share, the more people connect with me. And as a brand, that's incredibly important because it's not that what I do, my nutrition and training protocols aren't magic. They aren't state of the art. People don't hire the business. They hire the people. And I'm sure you can understand that as well. Um, And when people reach out to me, when clients reach out and they connect with me, they're like, I've been following you for years right now. And I feel like we're the same person. That's what I want that I want. Mm. I want clients coming to me that have been following me for years to know that this is who I am. This is the lifestyle I live. This is everything to me. This is who I am. And when they can connect with that, I can better connect with them. And then we can progress better in our programming and our guidance together. But yeah, being, being vulnerable on social media, it's hard. I remember when I first started Instagram, like even now, like my, my photos might be edited a little bit. I get professional photos done all the time, even though I am still being vulnerable, I am still choosing what I want to share, which I think is really, really important for people to understand if they don't know that. So yes, I might say I had a shitty workout or I'll, I'll share a video of me crying for something that happened. I'm still choosing to share that. And when I do share moments like that, I always have like a takeaway or important reminder, which I'm sure you can like read that. I think one of my recent posts was saying that like, I did fail. I did fail a lot, like in the last, in the last year. And it's it's very hard for me to share that, but I'm also showing a photo of me winning like championship in the, in the same photo. So (laughs) I am still like choosing to share what I want, but I did have like good takeaways in that. So I feel like my struggles, a lot of my coaching and how I coach and the information I give my clients, it's based on my own struggles, my own lessons and learning and experiences. 
And it's things that I had to learn on my own, which was really, really hard because I did not have the guidance of the community like a lot of people have now. And I want to build that community. I'm kind of getting like off tangent. Um, no, not yeah, at all. It's very hard to be vulnerable on social media and to kind of like pick and choose what I want to share. But the information that I do share and when I am vulnerable is also because I know that I'm not the only person going through it. And I think that's really important to, to understand and to share because social media, yeah, it's, it's a highlight reel. And for me to try to break through that and not just be another fitness influencer with like her booty bands and her glute poses and stuff, which I cannot do to save my life. Yeah. Um, to to be real and to be like a fresh breath of air, a breath of fresh air and to connect yeah. with people, I think it, it's really important. And then it, ultimately that's how I get my clients. There's so much power in being vulnerable. And it sounds like, you know, the more you do it, the more that your community grows and you do have a community. It's more than just a brand. Like you truly do. People are commenting, you know, paragraphs of, you know, how, like how they relate to your posts and everything. It's awesome to see what is your, what is your favorite lift to perform? <gasps> oh, okay. If we're talking specifically powerlifting, whether it's squat, bench press or deadlift, then I think it's deadlift because I can lift a big ass amount of weight. <laughs> <laughs> if it's, if it's something outside of that lately, it's been weighted chin-ups because I'm like, I don't know how, like I have a very long body. I have long, lim long um, limbs and femurs and joints and stuff. So for me to be able to do like a 70 or 75 pound weighted chin-up, on top of my like 115 pounds body weight, it's like, it's insane. And I absolutely love it. It's like 60% of my body weight. I think that's like really cool. So that's like definitely one of my favorite things right now. <laughs> what, what is your least favorite exercise to perform that is always part of your uh, training regimen, but you still uh, do it anyways. I feel like everybody can agree to this. Um, a variation of lunges or specifically back foot elevated split squats. Ooh. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> Everybody no, definitely. but they're like, they're so important. They're so good, especially for just like good hip mobility. Like anybody who has the ability to perform that movement with like a healthy range of motion for safety and stuff, I believe everybody needs to have it. I have this theory that whenever I do walking dumbbell lunges or something like that, I'm building character as well. Like <laughs> there's, there's a different mindset needed for, for that type of workout. Um, yeah, yeah, there's like, not, definitely there's like a mental toughness that comes with like walking lunges. You get, you get set up, you get your dumbbells and you're like, oh, okay. And you like count down. You're like, How yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so Courtney, um, I want to thank you again so much for uh, joining me today sharing your wisdom, sharing your story. Um, everybody, Courtney is obviously a fitness brand. She is an online trainer, but something that we haven't touched on yet is that she's also a confidence coach, um, which I think is super cool and unique. So I really encourage you um, to follow Courtney, join her on her journey. Uh, Courtney, where can people follow and uh, connect with you? 
I am mostly on Instagram. Basically, everything is Courtney for Life. My Instagram is Courtney for Life with an underscore. Um, my website is CourtneyForLife.com. Podcast, I do have little podcasts, which is just Courtney for Life. Um, I do have like an abundance of amazing free information on my website. So please like go take advantage of that. I have my podcast, I have YouTube videos. I have blogs, cheat sheets, downloadables, like I have everything on there. If you have a question about anything, it's probably on there. And if anybody, I'm going to, I'm going to plug this, but if anybody yeah. wants to like support me or just like donate to the awesomeness, I do have a link on my Instagram bio, which says buy me tacos. So it's just like a little donation link. If you want to donate some tacos to, to my body and to a good cause. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Donate to uh, Courtney's Tacos if you can. And um, I, I really, really recommend if you if you follow Courtney on Instagram, please do that. But like her podcast is awesome. It's short clips. Um, you're going to learn a lot in a short amount of so many different topics. So thank you again, Courtney. Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.